call is being recorded. It's Chilma and Mita here. We take conversations from our weekly phone calls. Yes, our actual real-life conversations. And package them into a podcast just for you. If you haven't subscribed yet, do that now, please. And while you're at it, give us all the stars and a good review. Be sure to follow Pod on Twitter and Instagram to join the conversation. And sign up to our newsletter for fun bonus content. Okay. Let's get into it. Come into the room. This is Are You Me? I mean, we're different now. Now we're blue. Ah! So- <laughs> we're blue! So, you know, we're brand new. Talk to us nice or don't talk to us at all. As in, the bright oh, price has gone up. At all. all the way up. <laughs> all the way up. <laughs> Actually, so have you gone viral? Is this viral? I, I don't, don't know. I don't know what Does viral this qualify is. as viral? I, no, it's a, I don't I'm, know. I'm, I recently became a Canadian citizen, yay. Um, and I shared the news, you know, with my online social media friends, posted it on Twitter, and somehow by post ended up with, I'm pretty sure it was like over 11,000 likes and like a thousand retweets, lots and lots of replies. Yeah. That happened. I mean, it would be like a mini viral, if anything, though. It would be very, very mini. And and only within like a very specific subset of the internet. <laughs> oh, God. Where should we begin? <laughs> Where should we begin? <laughs> Sis, you've been having a week, so take it away. I honestly, I don't know. I just didn't think that. It seemed pretty unceremonious, the whole thing. Even even the citizenship ceremony part. Like, I know it's a ceremony, but honestly, going into it, it did not feel like a ceremonious. Like, obviously, it's via Zoom now. Like, you know, it's not like going and being in the atmosphere of whatever the atmosphere may be when you do an oath of citizenship. I, like, I was excited and happy about it, but I wasn't thinking about it that much. It was just a, okay, this is going to happen and I'm going to... Um, try to make sure I mark it because it is significant. Um, and probably if the if the world were open, I may have tried to even like make a thing of it, you know, like get some friends together or whatever. But I was like, you know, what? I'm just going to do my own little thing. I took the afternoon off work. Even during it, I was still doing a little bit of work off of the side of my <laughs> table. You know, it just didn't, I just didn't think it was going to be anything. And it was so, and even the initial um, kind of the opening moments of it were in line with that because it was like, you're trying to register. They're sending you to some Zoom breakout room to talk to somebody to, you know, read your documents. Then like some people don't know how to use mute on their Zoom. So <laughs> <laughs> you're, just, you're just hearing plenty noise and you're just waiting. It's like waiting this waiting. long into a pandemic though, you haven't figured it out. No, but it's just I like- I mean, come on. It, to me, that was the one setting where it makes sense because you could tell a lot of those people, like they don't really, they don't really use, it was just a mix of people. It was like families, old people, young people, like it was just a mix. And so it's like, you're just waiting and just waiting and waiting. And then eventually they like get started. Right. And then the kind of, I guess, MC type person introduces the judge. And I think that's where it 
turned for me. Like I was not expecting to feel as emotional as I ended up feeling. But the judge, she was so lovely. She kind of gave an introductory speech about her own family's history in Canada. And she was just talking about, you know, knowing that she has a history that goes back hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years in this country. But, you know, the significance of citizenship is not lost on her because she sees how something that she was born into is something that other people have to earn. Then we did the oath. The oath is a very somehow something because it's, you just swear allegiance to the queen and her descendants. To the queen? In 2021? Yeah, but like Canada's, Canada's still oh, right. part you guys of still pay. Oh, you're still part. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yes, I forgot that. Like, it's always pained you and now it's... Yeah, yeah sorry, it, it re- honestly, it felt somehow. I cannot lie. Those parts, I was like, do we have to say this? Like, it was just... Yeah, those parts were somehow... <laughs> but after that, like, then the judge started getting emotional and that's what got me. Like, it, you could just see that it was so meaningful to her to be the person who... Like, was this her first time confirm- doing it? I don't think so. But you know how, like, for some people, it's just really significant. Like, you get to be a part of something that is like that. So I don't think, it, I don't know that. Well, I don't think it was her first time. But I think for her, she just feels like the honor of bestowing that, right? The honor of being a part of that moment. And because it, it was Zoom, like, in gallery view, you can see every, I think there were, I mean, on the call, I think they they mentioned that it was, like, 60 something people from 20 something different countries but you would all you could also see like people's families there and stuff and man like you could just see how much it meant to different people like just the way that they were responding some were just shouting with joy other people were like crying some were weeping like I just didn't expect to see that level of emotion and to like actually feel it conveyed through my screen you know and it just made me think like, wow, like this is really something that people, like people hustle, you know, like, people come from all kinds of places. Of course, Canada, there's a, especially of, of recent, a lot of refugees and like what it means to them to, you know, be here and to be building a life. I don't know. It was just so moving. And so I went and did all my Canadian things, you know, I just got my, had my celebrity drink and it was just really nice and then I was like oh it's happened texted you texted some friends and family and let them know then shared it on social media and then that happened (laughs) hey god I've always found it so funny when people are like you know I just posted it for my friends Like, you know when people, especially the ones who get in trouble, right? It's like they post some little thing that they think is good, like five people are going to see. Mm-hmm. And then it ends up going, it ends up going way beyond what they ever expected. And they're like, oh, but I just didn't know. And obviously, like, I work with social media a lot. Like, my brain obviously knows that that's the kind of thing that can happen. I, I knew that, like, I was like, okay, this... I imagine that people will like it and congratulate, you know, like just mm-hmm. as per usual, as you'd expect online. And I thought it would be like, oh, my friends and maybe some of their mutual friends or like, you know what I mean? People, mm-hmm. your internet, your internet friends. 
I, it just like took a life took on a life of its own like i truly don't understand the comments have been entertaining <laughs> there was one i saw where the guy said something about i mean it was probably like are you single or i want to and then somebody was like Baba Ismail or something like that. Like a Like a Baba Ismail or something like that. And the guy was like, ah, don't cast me or something like that. Like, like you guys. You there was one that was like a, oh, are you single? And then somebody somebody was like, your girlfriend will see this. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, I was just asking for yeah. a friend or something like that. Yeah, I saw that. One of my favorite ones was um <laughs> like I th- it was just a um I are, are you looking for a husband? We rise by lifting others. <laughs> right. I was like, <laughs> oh really? <laughs> what is she? Uh, <laughs> like, we rise by lifting. <laughs> what is this? Honestly, the comments were wild. And also like I was just like this internet street. Some people need to keep their opinions to themselves. Oh like, my gosh! I just felt like people had all kinds of opinions. People be like, "Oh, who are you stunt? Uh, 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 don't forget where you come from." As those in the UK and the US, I'm like, honestly, like you're Nigerian because you want to be. I'm like, if you even hear the girl's accent, gone, you will know that she's not from <laughs> among of you. <laughs> she's not from among I think that's of the you. other thing. Like, I I think that's the thing. It's like it's it was so interesting because even the way I wrote my post. Right, like, to be honest, like, oh, you're the audience, like, the audience is not even Nigerian. Friends, it's your Canadian. It's not even like your abroad friends. It's literally your. Yeah, because ca- it I was so specific. It's literally your Canadian friend. That is the like, even I knew that, or I guess I know that because I know you. You've been like, oh, you are not better than anybody because, and I'm just like, who said to be better? <laughs> or somebody like, be like, somebody was like, oh, now you can be a proud Nigerian from the abroad. I'm like, she's always been a proud Nigerian from the abroad. <laughs> you like, like most of my life. <laughs> I don't know how I could have made that post like more Canadian slash me, if that makes sense. So like even the spe- the specifying of the passport and the right to vote, literally when you're a permanent resident of Canada, like those are the only two things left. Like when you become a citizen, those are the only two additional things that you get. The ability to vote and your and the Canadian passport. Like those are the, everything else you already have. You can work freely, yeah. you can move freely. Yeah, I mean, I think it's you, pretty much the same. Yeah, like, it's like, so, so it, it was, it was very, very specific. And also I'm genuinely excited to vote. Like I literally love the, I love the ability to vote, to decide, especially like local elections. That's my steez. I'm like, I literally, I'm looking to harass with my vote. And be loud about it and take it all the way. And so that's literally what I was speaking to. And I think somebody even said something like, um, something was, someone tried to correct me and say, not rights to vote, rights to be voted for. I said, what does that mean? <laughs> Did she tell you that she's running? <laughs> Did you say that you are running for anything? What does that actually mean? I love that you're not above anybody. Like, yeah, and I'm like, she, claim to be above like i was really blown away by that i was like you guys like you really took this one very personally like very very personal they wanted like, they, oh, they're not so they wanted to marry me but they also wanted to teach me a thing or two and put me in my place 
And then the one was telling me about being a citizen of God's kingdom was off. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what, to be honest, what I loved about it was that other people were not having it. They literally (laughs) came and shut him down. They were like, bros, it must be here. Is it now? <laughs> I'm like, like but, even, but even still, I was like, mind your business. Mind the business that pays you. The girl is on the, she's on the board of her church. That's how much of the kingdom that she's a part of. Are you on the board of your church? Oh, yeah. It was so interesting because I, like, when I was kind of thinking about, when when it was just first growing and I was like, oh, I don't know how comfortable I feel with all this and like, should I delete it and stuff? Mish had been on top of it and looking at the comments and we had a conversation where she was just basically like, it's so interesting, especially on Twitter. Like, people feel like a sense of. I think it's like the intersection between being Nigerian and being on Twitter. Like, mm-hmm. there is a combination of feeling like a sense of connection to you. Like, a lot of a lot of the other a lot of the other um, comments besides proposals and trying to put me in my place were using me as a point of contact. Yeah, for, that, yeah. So people feel like this connection to you. But then there's also this entitlement to your time and to your information and to all the, like to all this orishi orishi like mm. the, like the things that people want to find out. It's so fascinating, but it just like it just that just goes with the platform, and it just like is what it is. Like people are really DMing you to be like all sorts. It's anything from oh um, congratulations or, or or just you know the classic hi. Nothing more. That's like, where like, somebody greets you. Do I know they just you? Say, like, like, I'm just like, okay, so what's supposed to happen here? <laughs> um, Even for people I know, I'm usually like, get to the point. Yeah, shall we? You like, don't message me to just say hi. Yeah. Even if you just message me to say hi, say that. Hi, I thought to check on you. That's it. Meaningful. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like that. It's like, congratulations. It's like people asking for more details about how, how like how long, it. yeah, how I did it or how long I stayed in Canada. Straight up marriage proposals. Straight up, like, I want to get to know you or marry me or are you single? Which means straight up, like, not not even trying to ease into it. There's lots of that. Um, and even lots of other random things about needing help. Like, just it's just random, but there's, there's the bants. I also think, like, Nigerians are just funny. Like we make everything funny, even suffering. And that to me is what this was. It was like, people are hella struggling. And when they say me next or God do my own, like they're not joking. That is a genuine desire and a prayer. I'm sure some of the, some of the marriage proposals were genuine. <laughs> I mean, in my time, I don't think they would say no. Exactly. Yes. Say, that's what I was going to say. Like, you might think that they are joking, but if you say yes, they will not say no. So oh my there God. it is. It's like a do what you need to do mentality. If there's even yeah, like also, if there's even like a point zero 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 one chance. All those zeros. In fact, you missed a zero, add one more to it. Because I'm like really realistically, do you think this works? Uh, I can cook and clean. And you really think it's going to work and then she'll see you and be like, yes, you are the husband that I've been looking for. You can stranger I just say, that I don't know before. Do you know what? Do you know what screamed at me from that, from all the offerings of the cookings and cleanings and stuff? I'm just like, okay. You people actually know that women are out here looking for people to be like genuinely helpful partners. So you know that. So you just actively choose not to be like that. <laughs> you choose to partner with people and then try to be forming head of the household over them. 
Okay, very good. But like, yeah, it's just like if you if you reconsider, if you reconsider, I should announce them. Look at me, an eligible, an eligible bachelorette. That's how it's going. I'm like, you cannot say no. You cannot say nobody not propose to you. Here you are with multiple proposals to choose from. The next time someone tries to mess with me, I'll just bring. I can bring out the proposals on my phone. Right, like a a fine babe with the bride price all the way up. If somebody was asking you that, how much is your bride bride price? How much is it? No, citizenship has definitely upped it. We have to now add it to the... We have to there, add it to the calculation. We have to add go. it to the yam. There you go. The yam and the fish. <laughs> the yam, added. the fish, the goats. Bam. That's it. <laughs> so nobody can talk... As I said, they should talk to you nicer. They should not talk to you at um, all. Because um, <laughs> levels. No, nah, I just... No. I, it's just a... Yeah, like people are going through it. And when they say all this stuff and they make jokes and things like... It's not lost on me how life-changing coming to Canada is for, for someone who's, like, the scope of their, of what all that they could be was being limited by Nigeria, which is pretty much yeah. everyone in Nigeria. Everybody. Like, it Everybody. Takes, even, even the people who are thriving, the, amount, the number of obstacles you meet, you will be, you live in Canada, the government will literally be giving you grant funding to support the things that you're trying to do. And elevating you on your ideas. Nigeria only claims its successes when they have come through. After stifling you. And they don't them, help you exactly. They will spend time it. stifling you. Even it's so it's been so interesting to watch even like how tech, the tech boom in Nigeria has taken place. It's like you people, when when these when these kids, these young people are expressing themselves in their clothing and whatever, whatever, you oppress them. When they're trying to register their businesses, you oppress them. When they're looking for stable internet to be able to execute what they're working on, you make that hard. Then when re- electricity, impossible, you make it so hard at every turn. And then and when they now, now succeed. Even now, even succeed, God, is it not still, the police will still pull you over for why you have a, why do you have a laptop, even in your yeah. success. But the only thing that saves you then is now the money that you've acquired because money is what talks in Nigeria, right? But it's like even thinking about um, oh, those kids, Ikorodu boys, that have been making videos. They do. They basically do the like um, remakes of movie trailers. So oh, a movie will be coming out, and that. they do like they'll do like their own cool version that's just funny and using using their own environment and using yeah, like I, yeah, funny heard, little yeah, props. They're so amazing, like. Again, been doing this steadily for years, even going viral for years. Then I think they recently won an award. That's how finally um, the, the different politicians are now congratulating them, this and that. It's like, you've been hindering their success. Even recently I heard about, I think like and, they and were yeah, talking about- the, the, the social media bill, like things to prevent yeah, it's from like a, using social media. A social to, media bill. Even also, I think they wanted to like implement some kind of additional charge for- influencers or like yes what yes that is so ridiculous and crazy so it's like when you take all those things into account you're literally trying to stifle people at every single turn and then when they succeed you now want to claim their successes right it's just yeah i i to me everybody was telling me oh don't don't forget where you came from and i'm lucky in that nigeria has not held me in such a way that i'm not getting to benefit from the pride of being Nigerian. Cause that's another thing. Like we've entered this new phase that did not exist when I was a kid or when you were a kid where like Nigerians are cool now globally. Like we're actually cool. Um, we were not for a long time. So there's a lot of like 
the <laughs> biggest the biggest flex is being a dual citizen in that way you get the yeah. perks of a developed country and the cool of your african country right like yeah. you get to exist and play both sides like that so, which is what the joke of being a proud nigerian from yeah it's like, it's like i've, I've heard that before i, I literally like, have the privilege say, of being a proud yeah. nigerian like it's yeah. easier for me because it does not stifle me and hasn't stifled me as much as people who are literally day-to-day hustling and struggling and being actively held down by their own Quite country. Frankly, I mean, if I if I didn't get to leave, I don't know that I'll be a proud Nigerian. Proud of what? Yeah. Like, if I had to leave there every single day, what are you proud of exactly? <laughs> but, I, but I hear that. Like, I, I, in your reality of how, like, you're not getting paid well, blah, yeah. blah, blah. Like, like, what? You're just out here hustling. You don't have time to be proud of what? Yeah. But I also think that, like, as a... As Nigerians, like, I don't, it's hard. There's, there's like, we're proud to be, we're proud to be Nigerian. Like, there's, there's a pride to being Nigerian, but like, we're not proud of Nigeria, right? So I think it's like, I'm not proud of Nigeria. I think that's just the thing. There's something about being Nigerian. It's, it's a weird thing created by borders drawn by colonial weirdos. But it's a concept that, for better or for worse, like we've bought into and we've we've given life to it, even in face of our government, right? Like people have given such life to it, whether it's the music or the humor, the creativity, the like the innovation under tough circumstances. People have breathed life into what it means to be from within those borders. But like the actual place, like every day, some backwards nonsense is happening. Like there's nothing to be. It's even now, like the security situation just continues to get worse and worse and worse and worse. And I was thinking to myself, like, would this post got have gotten as much attention even two years ago, three years ago? I actually don't think so. Like, I might be wrong. Certainly not when I first moved here. Not that people weren't, you know, still trying to make moves and get out. I think, though, this past year especially has been really, really glaring and eye-opening from a hope standpoint. Like, even people who will carry on and, and are hopeful people, I think there was something very, very defeating about the past year that really amplified that desire to get out. It's like, if you can, go. And I think that's the new, that's the new narrative and that's the new position even I was thinking about it like growing up I mean there's lots of other things that that could have probably taken place for me and my siblings to have um citizenship of an from another country earlier in life if I remember correctly my dad didn't really care about a lot of that stuff early on I just remember him always saying like well he's Nigerian and he's managed to get around in the world you know like I think he felt very much like it was doable as long as you were working hard, had the financial means, like you were always going to be able to figure it out. And to a certain extent, that may still be true. But even him over time, he got more and more, like more and more insistent on it being my path, even in a way that I struggled with a lot. Like, the citizenship thing has been, it has been a double-edged sword for me. Like when I was reflecting on it at the end of the day, pre my full 
before it fully dawned on me, like, okay, I actually really have something that other people would do so much to get. Not that I didn't understand that, but I was still just dealing with the inner conflict of like how much because of that transformation in my dad's view, like how much it ended up coming to govern so much of my life. Like mm-hmm. even at times in Canada where I've thought to myself like, oh, I should do this. I should go to school. I should take it, go abroad, go do one or two things. It's always that like, just get the citizenship, like get the citizenship. And I have felt kind of restricted by it in some ways. Like I haven't gotten to just make decisions based out of my own heart's desires or the opportunities in front of me. Like it has been the decider of, of a lot of things for a while now. So I wrestle with that and I've really struggled and feel some, I think there is still some pain for me because I just, I'm just like, especially looking at the years of my life that were devoted towards it. Like I'm, I'm not getting those years back. Like those years as a young person in my twenties, like they're gone forever. Um, and I think there's a part of me that really grieves how much of a role, like how much that, yeah, how much it governed my decision-making. Even when I wasn't thinking about it, I was thinking about it. Um, So yeah, I think that it's like, it's odd when you get these things, like same thing with when I got my permanent residency, it's like you get something, but it doesn't feel like you're giving something. It feels like something is taken away. But in the best possible way, it's like just a lot of things that you you would have to think about before. You just don't have to think mm-hmm. about them anymore. Like it's literally, and you get the gift of a bit more lightness. Yeah. And I think that's what these countries afford in general. Like there's a lightness to not having to think about, oh my God, will I have electricity tomorrow to do this thing that I wanted to do? There's a lightness to not thinking about, oh, do I have to go and apply for this visa? Yeah. Is the visa one? Oh, ah, the visa one was well. It's actually two. It was for me. It was two things because I don't know if you remember that. Like, also for me, I was never gingered about getting. Yeah, things. for I a asked, long time you were like, well, I have my residency. Primar- I'm yeah, good. I was like, I'm a permanent residency. Like, what do I need this decision for? Like, I was like, I have all, actually the way I used to say it was I have all the benefits without the responsibilities. That mm-hmm. I used to say because like I didn't want to serve on the jury, which if you're a permanent resident, you don't have to do. So <laughs> it was like, I have, I have all the benefits and no responsibilities until I started traveling. And I was like, oh, okay. It's not just the application for the visa, which takes money and time. So much it's money, also so like much time. me showing up in places with my duly, my visa that I collected legally, right? I was traveling. I remember I was traveling with like this bunch of people. Um, I think maybe two people from the US, one person from England and by the time we got to the checkpoint, I forgot where we were going. Like, the way they were looking at me, like, I went to go and steal the visa from the place that they were giving the visa um, because I have a Nigerian passport. That I green. Was, I wanted to enter the ground because I'm like, what is this nonsense? That Everybody green has a passport like me, our visa like me. That green passport. And, that, and this is the other thing. The additional lightness of these countries is the reputation of your country precedes you. In so many ways, you can, you can strive and strive and strive. And uh, like some people, obviously you can price out of some of those restrictions if you're ex- exorbitantly wealthy, but regular folks, your, the reputation of your country precedes you. I remember the years of quote unquote random searches after that Nigerian guy, um, was yeah. caught on the plane. 
with a bomb. Like each time, like literally going to the to the desk. This is not even the immigration or government desk. You go to just the check-in desk. They see my passport. Then somebody has collected the passport. Somebody has gone to the back of somewhere. Somebody has come back from somewhere. I remember once I was taking, um, because once upon a time, like the, just, this is an, an odd thing, but candy in the UK and the US were really, really different. Like a lot of brands of sweets in the US didn't yeah. exist in the UK. So anytime I would travel back from university, I would just buy a whole bunch remember of Remember when I was bringing you some that they didn't let me, that I had to abandon at the airport? Um... <laughs> <laughs> well, like, I, mean, I ended up bringing you some more because you were giving me a literal list of UK candy that you wanted. But it's just like, I I bought all these sweets to take home. I, I had a backpack full of them because I'm like, I'm going to you know, dash them to my siblings, cousins, whatever. I stood there while they swabbed every single packet for bomb residue. Bravo. Every single packet. Like empty the bag, bomb, like every single packet they swab for bomb residue. Like that, there is your, the reputation of your country precedes you. But also low-key racist because- And racism. All the other, well, right, because all the other people, like all the other bad things that American people do, nobody goes and then treats all the other American people But this is the thing, like this. this is the thing, because they know that like, there's, there's, there's a force to be reckoned with when you're dealing with citizens of certain countries. Because that's the other thing these countries do. They show up for their citizens. Like literally, that was one of my biggest, that's literally one of my biggest comforts now is the idea that say there's a COVID or another, another kind of situation in a different country. I feel way more confident in the ability for Canada to make sure that I'm okay and I get home than Nigeria. Between being African, Nigerian, being black, the deck is just stacked. and. Then Nigeria makes you buy into the narrative of your individual hard work and success. And it's like, yes, yes, that has its role to play, but don't get it twisted. Mm. Like there are obstacles, even when you're the most hardworking, even when you're the most talented. Yeah, there are just some things you cannot escape. Like, yeah. And honestly, that was the biggest thing for me to just be like, just give me this citizenship. Let me be going. Yeah. And I think unlike you, though, I didn't feel all this depth of emotion. I thought I would be very blurred, but I think it was like, I just, I'm watching this screen and I'm seeing what it means to the people, the other people on this call with me. And then the tweet doing what it did again was just another reminder of, yeah, this of like is what, not, what it means, yeah, yeah, this means something major to a lot of people. Like it is literally transformative. For some of the people on the call who were getting citizenship with me, it's been the difference between life and death for them, yeah. literally. You know, like whether, however I feel about myself and my own journey and all of that, like that just really, the awareness of that really resonated. And yeah, yeah I felt, definitely felt very, like overall, I just feel very lucky. Like I, there's a lot of, I was thinking about today, like, yeah, am I, you know, the happiest person of all time? Not by any stretch of the imagination, but my life lottery has not been bad. Like I was born into a considerably well-off family that was able to give me a lot of things. There were, it, that valued education. 
prioritized giving getting me opportunities even even though I have my own feelings about certain things that I would have liked to be in certain ways that I would have liked to be like I can appreciate just the complete luck of the draw that I got you know in the just in the context of being who I am all things considered I feel very blessed to have my life and understand that like it's it's a simple and small life but it it is a good life and yeah like i think that just really really it just really hit home it really hit home well congratulations thank you well congratulations canadian citizen who is and now also famous eligible bachelorette. Oh my gosh. All the things. Honestly, <laughs> the most ironic, ironic thing ever. None of those people want to marry me, I beg. I don't want to marry them. But yeah, no, you know, it's such a nice life now. I bathe in maple syrup. What other <laughs> Canadian things are there? I just eat poutine every day. You know, it's a pretty good life. It's a pretty good life. Whenever I, whenever I whistle, beavers and can- Canadian <laughs> geese Canadian geese enter my home <laughs> nah, nah. it's pretty cool though it's nice it's a nice life but yeah I mean there's lots of nice things about being Canadian mostly peace of mind is the main one ain't that the truth I mean not that I can relate I'm not Canadian but I'm sure that's the truth <laughs> um, yeah I guess question to the people this this time around is probably like yeah what what's your favorite thing about your country of citizenship mm-hmm. yeah all countries if you if you're one of them people or co- i know if you're one of those bougie people with multiple like drop your flags drop your flag and tell us <laughs> and tell us your fave um yeah yeah and also we're still accepting ghosting stories no, yes, not ghost stories, giveaways. not horror stories or fictional things, ghosting stories from your personal life of how you've been a terrible person or how somebody has been terrible towards you. Yes, because we have that giveaway for 75 US dollars in case you, and if you don't know what we're talking about, you might want to, you know, pause here, go back and listen to the yes. last episode all the way to the end to know how to enter for this giveaway. We'll be announcing the it's open for one more week and we'll be letting you know who wins that. Yeah. I tell you, I'm really yeah, I'm looking forward to all the stories. Yeah, I want to be entertained, y'all. I'm not just here for your <laughs> entertainment. Uh, Alright, all right. well, it's been a pleasure as always. As always. Take care of yourselves. Take care. We'll talk to you later. Alright. And I'll see you later, cuz. Alright, love you. Bye. Bye, love you too. Are You Me was created by the two of us. It's edited by our sister Misha and produced by our friend Falaran with music by David, a.k.a. Dalet. We love you guys. Till next time, this has been Are You Me? Me?